Hey everyone, I'm Gracie and welcome to Grace of a Military Child podcast. The world should know how unique military children are. We may look like normal children on the outside, but we go through some pretty extraordinary circumstances that shape us to the leaders we are today. That is the sole purpose of this podcast, to share our stories to the world. Hi, Aria. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? I am good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yes, of course. I am doing good. I'm super excited to have you on and hear some of your experience as a military child. Wow. Well, I mean, I hope I hope I contribute to somebody out there. Maybe they have a similar story. So it's always good to give back, you know. Yes, I agree with that. And that's like why I started the podcast is to help other military kids who may be struggling out there or, you know, maybe feel like they're alone. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's I think that's a really important thing, because when you're younger or like when I was younger, I know I didn't like understand my feelings. But when I was older and like I see all these kids in their families and I know like they probably feel the same thing. So I I get it. I guess I understand now. I didn't understand when I was a kid because I was kind of like a selfish little kid, but I get it now. <laughs> yes. And that, you know, it's important to know that even in those times when you were younger and struggling and, you know, maybe didn't fully understand that now there's uh, there's kids coming up behind you. There's a new generation and, you know, you can help that new generation and, you know, say, hey, you know, this is how I was feeling. Like, I know what you're going through and here's a way that we can, you know, work through it. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about which parents served in the military and uh, what kind of experiences you had? So both my parents served. My dad for a shorter amount of time than my mom. My mom is still currently in. She's trying to retire this year. So kudos to her. Um, so when I was a kid, my mom, I didn't have Christmas. We didn't like spend Christmas as a family because she was in the U.S. Army Band. So she would go and have Christmas overseas and she would sing for those soldiers. So we wouldn't really celebrate Christmas on Christmas, if that makes sense. We would like celebrate yeah. either before or when she got back. And so like, I guess because my mom loves Christmas, like it's her favorite holiday and she would make such a big deal out of it. And then like when she wasn't there like that day, I guess it, it kind of like warped my perception of it. Cause I'm like, if it's such a big deal, then like, why isn't she here? And like, this was only, this was like when I was younger, but when, as I got older and she like sat me down and she explained like, these soldiers don't get to come home to their families, right? They're, they like, I'm not going to say they're stuck there, but they're deciding to serve over there instead of be there with their families. And she was like, she wants to go spend Christmas or spread Christmas cheer over there because they were like in Iraq and Afghanistan. And like, when I was younger, I was like, it's not fair, like blah, 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 blah. And like, now that I look back on it, I guess it kind of shaped who I was today because my mom was a very selfless individual. Right. And I guess I get that from her too, because we, we, I put that as we, because we like to put others before ourselves, which I think is actually a really good thing because I think it's something that everybody can benefit from. Yeah. So I get a lot of most of my traits from my mom. I wouldn't say like my childhood was terrible. But like, you know, when you're younger and you like don't understand what's going on. And so you feel like the world is over and it's like, maybe she doesn't love me. And like, maybe that's why she doesn't want to be here. Because those were some of the thoughts that I remember having. Because I would be with my dad 
And like, I am a daddy's girl, right? But it's like, if she made it such a big deal as a family holiday, I guess it just didn't feel like a family holiday. Yeah. And that's like such a weird feeling to have and such a weird thing to understand at such a young age because, you know, growing up, you just picture these big Christmases with your whole family and, you know, celebrating. And then your mom, you know, being selfless, she goes and spends it with the soldiers who, mm-hmm. you know, don't have their family with them and can't be with their family. And that's hard to understand and hard to process through, you know, a child's brain of, mm-hmm. you know, why isn't my mom here? Does she not love me? Does she not care about me? Does she not want to be here? Like, does she not want to be around me? And, you know, that's that's hard to understand and hard to process. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know where to go from this point because like it wasn't I'm not going to say like that portion like that was just such a small portion of it because that Christmas is only like once a year but it's like the biggest thing in my memory because it's like holidays are meant to be with family and she was with family a majority of the holidays but it's like it's right you know like how could you miss Christmas yeah But I guess the way she made up for it was like Halloween because like that's her. That's also my parents anniversary. But Halloween was a really big holiday for us. And so was Thanksgiving because like for Halloween, she would make our costumes and she we'd go out and we'd do all these fun things. So like every other holiday would have such a positive memory. And then like it's just Christmas. So I don't want it to like outweigh like what happened because it wasn't bad. But you see, it's like the one thing that sticks in my mind. Yeah. And you remember those moments where, you know, it was harder or, you know, those Christmases without your mom, like you remember those more than, you know, the hard or the fun times, those Halloweens and Thanksgivings, you remember that, oh, well, mom's not going to be here for Christmas. So like, you know, you remember that more than you even would like to because it was just you know one day a year it's such a small thing compared to you know an entire life Mm -hmm. yeah I mean that's I think that would be the only I'm not going to say terrible thing but I think that was the only not heartbreaking I mean it's like it's challenging yes because everything else, like she, she's like, my mom, my mom is amazing. So is my, both of my parents are amazing, but my mom was amazing because she would still make time to come to my games and like see my recitals and all that stuff. Like she would come in uniform. I think one of the best things, so I was in fourth grade. And so like, she's in the armed band down range. I mentioned this. And so we had, you know how in elementary school you have like assemblies or whatever. Yeah. I didn't know that my mom's band would be performing at the assembly. So like, oh my goodness. Called, yeah. So they're like, everybody, you know how you huddle up and you sit in the auditorium and you sit there and I start to see members of the band and I'm just like, wait a second, like what, like what's going on? And then my mom, she comes in and it's like this whole, it was, it was the song from Mary Poppins. I believe it was super califragilistic. <laughs> and so like, Even though there were all these kids, she still managed to spot me in the crowd. And then, like, they were, she was like, come on up. And then I got to go up and, like, enjoy this with my mother. So 
she did all these things and it's like there's a lot of highlights oh my gosh like that's one of the big ones for me where like throughout since having both of your parents serve in the military do you feel like there was a point where you missed out on any part of a normal childhood wow that's a good question uh, I feel like military to me is normal because like I I don't know anything else <laughs> I don't know anything else but like when I talk to my friends because uh, we moved a fair amount I'm not gonna say we moved a lot but we moved like a fair amount but we stayed in Virginia so we stayed local so I didn't have to be like that new girl every year but like when I talk to my other friends like my friends would be like oh we've been here for like 17 plus years I'm like oh we've only been here for two like <laughs> and they're yeah. like you move around a lot I was like yeah but like I guess I like the excitement of moving around and meeting new people that's what I really love I love meeting and interacting with new people I I just I feel like it's normal <laughs> I mean yeah and that's a very valid answer because growing up in a military life that's all you know and so you can compare it to the outside like civilian world of, you know, they have these experiences, they have, you know, these sorts of things that go on, but you're so used to the military life that it's like, you won't trade it for anything. No, I wouldn't. That's why I joined the military. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And a lot of kids do that because, you know, it's, you're, graduating from high school and you know maybe looking at college and it's like what am I going to do without the military life like Mm -hmm. I'm so used to it yeah yeah it's so engraved like I wake up every morning I make my bed like everything has to be organized because that was engraved to me at a young age like wake up make your bed brush your teeth it's like a routine right like I feel like if I don't have a routine I'm all discombobulated and like nothing gets done and it's just it's just so bad so I'm grateful. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And you don't realize from a young age that routine that you stick with is going to be for your rest, the rest of your life. And it plays such a big role in, you know, just not being, you know, scatterbrained and being organized and having it all together. I agree. Yeah. It makes a big difference. Um, So you mentioned moving. Tell me about where you've lived and what that was like. So we haven't like lived all over the place. So when I was younger, we were in Maryland. But that was like when I was really young. And then after that, my mom got like her, I went to permanent assignment. And like at uh, Fort Myer, Joint Base, Myer Henderson Hall, right in Arlington. So at first we lived on Fort Belvoir, which is a local base. It's like really close. And then after that, we moved to Alexandria. So like Fort Belvoir was like six, four, no, four years. And then we moved to another area, which is like 20 minutes. It was Alexandria. So we lived there for another, we lived there for a while. So like, I was 10, hold on. We lived there throughout my 
middle and high school so like six to seven years and we just moved recently to Woodbridge but that's like when I was in college so like I wasn't really there and like my parents do plan on moving again so again like I said before I didn't move like you know how some people have to move like every couple of years to get reassigned I think like we were fortunate enough to like I would only have to change schools. I wouldn't have to like never see my friends again. Right. And you know how you make relationships. I wouldn't have to like end one relationship and look for another one. Like my friends, I've had friends. I have one friend from high school. They're still with me, even though like they move around. So like, I'm fortunate enough to not have to have moved to like, I don't know, California from like the East to the West coast, which I'm grateful for. So it wasn't terrible. It was not terrible at all. Yeah, and it is it is very fortunate, you know, to stay in one even state more or less for most of your life um, rather than, like you said, having to bounce between the East Coast and the West Coast and being mm-hmm. central and even, you know, having to move to a different country. That's a whole nother. Yeah, you know, it's exciting, but it's a whole nother challenge in itself. Yeah, that like some of my friends who are also like children of military families like one person was in Italy yeah and then they came back and they're like it's so weird here like they (laughs) had to reorient themselves like I've never had to do that I've never had to reorient myself to like new a new culture I like what I've known is Virginia (laughs) right and even going state to state it's like a whole new culture every time you move um just in its own state and it's hard to adjust to that and then you know two years later three years later however long you have to move again yeah no I'm fortunate I haven't had to change schools that much I've met great people and like fortunate enough like because we lived close to base or like closer to like people who understand the military lifestyle so like when I went to school I wasn't like oh she's the child of a military family like she's the only one no there was like a few of us so like a few people understood yeah like oh yeah my parents were also in the military and then it's like it was easier to like ease into the transition of like settling the high school and all that stuff and then like I would find myself consoling other people who were like oh like I just moved here like no welcome like this this is a really good military school not like a military school, but like military friendly, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's hard to be that new kid, be the new new one in town and having people who not only have been there for a while, mm-hmm. but understand the military life yeah. makes it so much easier to transition. I agree. And I'm glad that I could do that for like some people who had to move more than I did. So I'm really glad that I was able to pay it forward. Yeah, it's hard. Um, I think what saved me a lot was being able to go to school on base Mm -hmm. and being surrounded by that military community and not having to find it. Um, And then when I moved to Florida and my dad retired, he took a medical retirement. And so having to move here, move to a whole new area and find new friends. It was so hard to find anyone who understood the military community or anyone who was willing to understand. And even being here for seven years, it's still hard to find those people. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. No, that's not me yet. Um, <laughs> I have, I've been spoiled, yeah. I guess you could say. And Virginia is a good place where military community, too. Yes. Yes, it is. You got like Fort Belvoir. You got Fort Meyer. You got the Pentagon. You got all. You're, yeah, I'm spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> you have that whole like you have the D.C. area and then even it extends out into you know, Southern Virginia as well. So tell me a little bit about more about your mom, because we remember watching um, her perform at places and galas that we've been to my mom more than me because we, I was so young at the time. Um, but tell me a little bit about what she does in the band and um, even how it was to see her on America's Got Talent. Wow. Uh, so younger, I remember being like dragged to concerts <laughs> because my mom's like, oh, yeah, this is my daughter. And I'd be like, oh, man, I don't want to be happy with my friends. So like, but like my mom has this effect on people like everybody, like everybody could be doing something. Right. But like as soon as she starts singing. It's really weird to see, right? Because I'm just so used to her singing in the house, but everybody just stops. Yeah. And listens. And like I when I was younger, I didn't really notice this. Like I was minding my own business, like playing tag, all that good stuff. <laughs> but like as I got older, like because she loves to do these shout-outs, she's like, and this goes to my daughter, or this goes to my husband, or this goes to my son. Thank you. And then she does a little spiel and then she'll start singing. And then I feel like everybody just stops. Yeah. And she just gets everybody's attention. And I think, like, America's Got Talent had that effect on, like, all over the country. It did. Because, like, my friends, I, I like, I would say in passing, oh, yeah, my mom sings. She's a musician. She's an army man in our range. And so they'd be like, oh, yeah, she must be a good singer. And I'm like, okay, guys, we have to watch America's Got Talent. And the same thing happened. And we were, like, miles away. We were in my dorm room watching her. And, like, they would tell me to be quiet during my performance (laughs) and I'm like whoa 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 and then like you know because and then like every time I joke around they're like oh my gosh your mom's really good I'm like she's all right she's all right like like I've heard her they're like how could you say that I was like yeah I was like it's not her best like she's fine she can do better but yeah but it's it's so crazy because my mom she would talk about she's like I love to perform I love to sing and she loves to like interact with people and like her finally being able to achieve something she's really wanted to do for a very long time. Uh, it was really rewarding to see because she really deserves it. Yeah. And that was such a special moment in a lot of people's lives. Like I can speak for my family. We, you know, we love America's Got Talent. We watch it every, you know, every week that it's on mm-hmm. and the second your mom and the rest of Voices of Service came out and they started singing, my mom was like, oh my gosh, I recognize that voice. <laughs> like, I recognize her. I recognize, you know, uh, there were a couple of the other guys that my mom had recognized. Um, and yeah, it's just like you stop. It's like you stop and see and just you watch in awe of what's happening. And then just hearing the stories behind it. That's what I love about America's Got Talent so much is you can share not just 
you know, your talent, but you share your life story along with it as well. And I think that's so special that we got to hear, you know, your mom's story and, you know, the whole voices of service along with it. Yeah, they're like, I work for an organization called Camo now, which is like the umbrella for voices of service. And I work with their social media team and like the messages and the letters that they receive about just like listening to their song or hearing them speak out like about mental health and like the service, which is not, which is something that people don't really talk about. And they openly, they have provided a platform for veterans and soldiers alike to come together, whether through music, because it's like, it's like music is a thing where you don't really have to talk. You can just understand what the song is trying to say to you and what they are saying to you, whether or not you want to openly speak about it, or you just want to listen and like resonate within yourself, like what's going on. Like they have provided a platform for people to like express like how they feel, which is something that is really hard to do. And this is like a very hard subject to talk about. So I think that's like something that is, that's a major accomplishment. Yeah. And I think just, you know, like you were saying with camo, um, extending even into the military kids as well and um, their whole family, like it's not easy being um, a soldier or, you know, a service member. And I haven't had that experience myself. Um, but it's not easy watching from the outside. It's not easy. And then being a kid is not easy on top of that. And it takes a lot of effort to say, Hey, this is what I'm struggling with. This is what I'm going through. Like, and music is just something that you can say, here's a song. I'm not going to say a word, but I'm going to sing it. And this is how I'm feeling. Yeah. Music is, it's, I don't know how to explain. I don't know how to describe it. It's, uh, I guess it's an indirect way of communication. Yeah. Using somebody else's words as your own to explain how you're feeling. Yeah, for sure. I have a, um, a sign and I forget what exactly it says, but it says something about music and words and, you know, just taking the words that you can't physically say and putting them in song and that's how you're communicating it's therapeutic yes yes it is i agree yeah i was a dancer for six years and now i'm teaching and dance is the same way um any art form uh is so easy to just communicate through and most of the time you don't even know that you're communicating through your art form, Mm -hmm. um, how you're actually feeling and, uh, things that could be hard to say and hard to, I guess, admit to how you're feeling. That's crazy. Well, I can't dance or sing, but, um, (laughs) you can just tell when people perform whether or not that specific thing, um, has impacted them in one way or another. You can just tell the difference in the way that music sounds. For sure. It just makes such an impact on someone's life. And even the message behind it is just, it's incredible. So um, what kind of, I guess, what kind of experiences have you had 
post your mom, you know, being on America's Got Talent, has it been different, like with your friends or do they think it's cool? How has that been? Well, (laughs) um, I'm not really, well, I am a people person, but like, (laughs) I, I keep to myself and like, when she first, like, after the thing with Cody Lee, right, where there was the two and they were only, there was, like, they, we were, like, there's only going to be one moving forward. And I remember sitting in the living room and I was, like, oh, man, there's no way. And then they're, like, you're both going through. So, like, after that, like, after that episode, my mom was home. And now people just stop us and they're, like, your voice <laughs> is so amazing. And I'm just sitting there. And I'm just like, and then everybody, I always get the same question. Every time I'm with my mom, do you have a voice like your mother's? Do you sing? Do you dance? Uh. And, then, and then I'm just like, no, no, I don't. I play sports though. But I was like, no, it's really weird because I guess you could say you're not really in the public eye, but like being a public figure or related to the public figure, it's kind of weird. Yeah, my friends, you get a different treatment. Yeah, my my friends don't really care because my friends are my friends are my friends. They're kind of, they're not mean. They're just they just understand. They're like, oh, you're not popular. It's just your mom. Bye. <laughs> like, Bypass me, and then I'm like, wow, thanks. All right, bye. Because like she came to my games in college, and they're like, oh my god, like is that woman from America's Got Talent? I'm just like, yep, that's her. <laughs> Yeah. So it's kind of weird, but um like I said before, she's done so much work for people other than herself. And I think that well, all of them, all of them have done work for people. All of the OS has done have done work for people other than themselves. And I think they all deserve to be recognized. There's some form of recognition because they work so hard. I just think it's it's really good to see. Yeah, it is. And um, most of the military uh, community, even the kids, the spouses, the soldiers, the service members, like everyone is like, well, most of them are like, we've done so much, but we don't want to be recognized. Like, yeah, you know, we don't feel we deserve the recognition that, Mm -hmm. you know, we want like people want to give us. And then it's like you meet those people and they finally get the recognition they deserve. And it's like you've deserved this all along. Like, mm-hmm. you know, why have you not, I guess, stepped into that spotlight at some points and actually got the recognition you've deserved? Yeah, I think it's hard because it's like in the military, one of the one of the um, core values is selfless service. So it's like doing what others don't see when other people aren't around. It's just you as an individual. And I think like the way that military lifestyle kind of interferes with like being famous. Like it's like, oh, I was just supposed to do this because like it's just the right thing to do. So I think that's how that interferes with that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
So I wanted to join out of high school. I, I was like, I don't want to go to school. I'm done. Like, I can't. And then my mom was like, no. <laughs> if you're going to do this, you're going to be an officer in the military. That was her firm rule. And she would not budge. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll do it. And so <laughs> I went to college four years. I got my bachelor's in interdisciplinary studies with a concentration in law and social justice and a minor in psychology. And I went through ROTC because I knew I wanted to serve. I, like, regardless of how I served, I knew I wanted to do it. Um, so I I did ROTC for years. I met great people. I fell in love with the lifestyle and like what we were doing and the people and what I would be doing. So I'm going to be a second lieutenant. So I'm going to be a transportation officer, which is basically logistics. Um, and I'm just really excited. The, so the way that came about was me butting heads with my mom about how I was going to serve. And like, well, I mean, it's my mom, so I can't just be like, no, mom, I'm not going to do this. I was like, <laughs> okay. So we came to agreement. I went to school. I graduated, which I'm very grateful that my parents pushed me to go to college because I wouldn't trade the experience for the world. Again, I met really great people. And it prepared me for like now and all this good stuff. So I we came to the agreement. I go to school, get my degree, and now I serve in the military, which is something I wouldn't trade for the world. I'm really excited for. Yeah, that's so awesome. And, you know, as a child, like you have that kind of rebellious mind in you where it's like, no, like <laughs> I don't want to do it. I'm not going to do it. Like I do it to my parents all the time. I'm so stubborn in that sense. Um, but then you do it and you look back on it and you're like, Oh my gosh, like I wouldn't trade that experience for the world yeah. or I would do that again. Like, yeah, there's just so many of those things and college is an important one. Like, um, <laughs> I remember I would, I said in back in middle school, early high school, I was like, I'm going to take a, a year break. I don't want to do school. Like, I don't want to just go right into it. Like I need a year break, maybe do some traveling, maybe like something. And my mom looked at me and my dad looked at me and they were like, do you see your military ID card? Do you want to keep that? Do you want your health insurance? Like, what? like you're going to lose that if you don't go to college. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to college then. And here I am, you know, a freshman in college. So it's very, you know, you have parents and especially I think military parents are so different even if uh -huh. you know my mom didn't serve but my dad did um but you know you still have that experience and that community around you where it's like yeah you know they know what's best in that sort of a sense and you know after you get past the stubbornness like you really should listen to them and take their advice you know <laughs> Mm -hmm. yeah it, you know younger people we're kind of selfish we don't really see the big picture until we're kind of forced to see the big picture right so I'm I'm grateful <laughs> I think you know after especially graduated and having all that you look back and you're like 
my parents were right, you know, at this point and this point and this point. And, you know, right after it happens, you don't want to admit it, but it, it it's true. Yeah, for sure. So what kind of besides like the Christmas and, you know, holidays, what experiences stick out in your head that you had as a military child that you don't think you would have had growing up in a non-military family? Wow. Um, that's a good question. Uh, what experiences would I have for when I was a girl? I feel like that's hard to say because every military family is different or every experience is different. Just like every, I guess you could say normal childhood is different. Like maybe some families already have the military aspect to them, but they're, they're civilians and they haven't served. I mean, I, I mean, I would say there's nothing really that sticks out to me that is like, like as what difference differentiates me from like a normal individual. Yeah. And everyone has that different childhood. So it's hard to, you know, put two childhoods up together and be like, okay, this is different. This is different. And yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I don't, I hate to not answer your question, but like, there's nothing, (laughs) there's nothing that's coming to my mind in order to answer that question. Yeah. Do you think there's uh, specific character traits that the military gave you? Um, it gave me a lot of discipline. A lot, a lot of discipline. Because, uh, you know, like on base, you have to follow specific rules if you live on base. And like, right. and like your parents, like you can't, you're not acting like as yourself. You're also a part of another entity, which is serving the United Forces. So like the way you act reflects bad on your parents. Yes. So it taught me like a lot of awareness and a lot of discipline, which I use a lot. Um, It also taught me how to be culturally sensitive and aware of like my surroundings and how to talk to people. And it taught me like empathy. Um, It's taught me a lot of things, but those are the ones that like stick out to my mind. It really taught me how to work and interact with people because everybody's different. And like my situation can be different from theirs. So it's taught me a lot. Yeah, I think those are all super important, especially going out on your own. Um, I find having these conversations with military kids and then with civilian kids who didn't grow up, you know, maybe around base or, you know, living on base. And I say, what you do reflects on your parents. And they're like, no, like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, if I were to do bad in school, as in, you know, maybe get suspended or, you know, something that reflected on my dad, which I did not do. Like, I I was very, (laughs) very cautious and not to reflect anything bad on my dad. But what you do as a military child, not just even outside of school, like driving around base or whatever the case may be, Mm -hmm. what you do, your actions reflect on your parent who's serving. And it's hard for some people to understand that because 
it's just so different where as if I were to get, you know, suspended in a non-military school, it's like, okay, well that reflects on you. That's on your transcript. Like that's what you have to deal with for Mm -hmm. the rest of your life, not your parent. Yeah. So it's very different inside of a military community and outside of a military community. I agree completely. Cause when like I moved off base, it was just, I was like, wow, this is... It's different. It's nice, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice, but, you know, at the same point, you miss you miss living on base. You miss, I mean, depending on how far you live away, you miss the PX, you miss the commissary, you miss... Oh, yeah. You know, those just nice. those little things <laughs> even. Um, and even when I say, like, PX or commissary, people look at me and are like, what is that? I was like, the PX is like yes. a, a, a Target, kind of like a Target. Um, mm-hmm. And the commissary is like a Publix, like, <laughs> or where whatever <laughs> grocery store is local. Like, that's what it's like. Yes, I agree. I agree. I never really thought of that. <laughs> now that I <I've- laughs> <laughs> Living off of base for now, like seven years, and we're two and a half hours away from McDill Air Force Base. Um, you ha- you start using these mil- this military lingo, and then people are like, "What are you <laughs> talking about?" And then you have to kind of compare it to yeah. non-military community. Like you have to make those comparisons to make it sound, I guess, more normal. Easier for someone to understand. (laughs) Yeah, normal. You have to make it sound normal. So um, to wrap this up, what is one piece of advice that you'd give to another military child? I would say communicate. Communicate, talk to your parents, to your family, to your friends, to your dog. Like, because communication is, a really good outlet if you can't communicate then find some creative way to let your stress or your day go so like for me my outlet was sports for some person it might be theater or like video games or like something I wouldn't say it's a distraction but for something for them to do in light of something that's really overwhelming I think that's really important Yeah, um, I was taught from a young age, as in like sixth grade, like middle school, so like 12 years ago, or whatever it was at this point. Um, I was taught to journal and just the you're reliving, you know, what you went through when while you're journaling it all down. But at the same point, you're getting it out. And even if you can't talk to someone, um, you know, it's an easy way to get it out of your head. Yeah. Um, because you're writing it down on paper or, you know, even if you're mm-hmm. typing it on your phone or computer, it's like you're getting it out of your head in a sense. Yeah. That's a good habit. That's a very good habit. I didn't do that. I just went to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, everyone needs you know, even not military kids, but I think in military kids, especially it's such a challenging lifestyle that we live and it's so rewarding at the same point, but you have to have that way of saying, okay, here's everything that I'm going through and here's how I'm going to deal with it and how I'm going to cope with that. And so whether that's sports or, you know, 
journaling or an art form, it's so important to have that outlet. Yeah, I agree. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I enjoyed hearing um, your experience as a military child and good luck to you in your service as well. Oh, thank you so much. And thanks for having me. I hope I was able to help somebody today either make their day better or give them some really good advice. So this really means a lot. Yes, of course. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Grace to a Military Child podcast. If you enjoyed listening, please like, subscribe, comment, share, and review. You can also follow us at Grace of a Military Child podcast on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram for more content related to the podcast. If you or someone you know is a military child that would like to be featured on an episode of the podcast, please send a message to one of our social media platforms or send us an email to grace.of.a dot military dot child at gmail.com. Thank you and join back next week for another inspiring story.